I believe there's a hero in all of us. You have great powers, only some of which you have yet discovered. I'm a superhero, Mama. A real-life superhero. The world needs extraordinary. We'll make you a superhero. Are you ready to become a hero? Initiating surprise in three. This two is one. The Real Brian Show. It is The Real Brian Show, Superhero Friday. So, you know, it was so beautiful and sunny and warm and... Now it's windy and cold and heinous. And, you know, I, I, just, I just need to focus on the show and how we're going to talk about good food and TV shows and movies and Amazon and lightsabers and, and, and let's rock it. So this week I am enjoying some more oolong. Mm. Yeah, it's really, really good. Which region is this oolong from? That is a great question that I was uh, getting to talk about and then just realized that I didn't actually know off the top of my head. So let's say Taiwan. Uh, <laughs> it's probably the best one, right? Probably the best that I know. <laughs> hey, Napoleon, how are you? Fine. Gosh. So I am the real Brian. I am Miss Light. And she, you, yes. she, can I refer to you in third person today? She. Please. Um, the uh, the real Brian and okay anyway you're back yes I am because you wanted to come back this time but also we've got a special guest joining us here in just a few minutes mm-hmm. that I understand right I'm right looking forward to it so this special guest I'm gonna do just a quick little introduction here is uh, my quote sister mm. is that the best way to put it yes she's not a biological sister but she's a friend sister sort of biological we we kind of grew up together. By proximity. By proximity, which thus <laughs> indicates, well, we were both only children. Ah, uh, and you needed a sibling, so you adopted each other. So that we could, you know, fight. Oh. All right. We'll have to ask her about that. <laughs> That'll be great. She doesn't know we're talking about this yet. <laughs> we haven't brought her in yet, so we'll bring her in here in just a second. I was trying to find the the tea that I had, and I am just such a... I, 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 <sighs> it's okay. You just enjoy the flavor. Sip it with joy. Doesn't matter where it's from. It's a beautiful tea, but it is an oolong. I can tell you that much. Great mm-hmm. tea. Anyway. All right. So in that uh, node, we've got a lot to talk about today. It's going to be a lot of fun as always because, you know, it's Friday. We have crazy times on Fridays. Mm-hmm. We love it. And I, well, I'll talk about the title here in just a minute because I think it's important that we bring on our, our special guest here first. Sounds good. All right. So we are welcoming Kim. I mean, is that it? Sister Kim? L- little Kim. Sister well, Kim, here's the Sister deal. Kim. Yeah, yeah. Here's the deal. I decided to look for a superhero name on the internet, mm. and there are a lot of superhero name generators. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Anywhere from taking a quiz to a random generator to using your first initial and your last initial, mm. and the internet gave me some very decent options. Oh, is, is that <laughs> is that for real? Like, what what are your top three? Well, the first one, it's pretty decent. Fire Crusader. Ooh. That's awesome. That's that a pretty good one. Very, now, like that the, one. Next, the next one gets a little iffy. Alabaster Hurricane. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Okay. Getting yeah. better and better. Keep going. And this one is my particular favorite just for how terrible it is. The powerful mango. You know what? I think we found our name. <laughs> but I really thought I would stick with the Scarlet Synapse. Oh, the Scarlet. Actually, Ooh. the one that was randomly generated. I didn't have to do anything for that one, and they got it right on. So the Scarlet Synapse. That mm. actually kind of works. Mm-hmm. I think so. Red hair. Mm-hmm. Synapse. Brainy. Is that kind of like your brains or your brains? Your multiple brains are consistently firing neurons. Is that kind of what's going on or, or what? I think that's my superpower, having multiple brains. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So awesome. Uh, the Scarlet Synapse. I'm going with that. In fact, I'm writing this down so I don't forget it. Huzzah. Welcome. <laughs> Excelsior. <laughs> I love it. You are therefore dubbed the Scarlet Synapse. Rise. <laughs> I shall rise with both of my brains. That's right. 
Okay, this is exciting. Well, thanks. So I told a little bit of the story about how you are my sibling, sort of. Sort of. I don't really know. You were trying to to counter me. Mm-hmm. And I was trying to explain, no, no, really like this. this it, no, it's not a biological sister mm-hmm. scenario, but you know, it, I, I don't know. How would you explain it? I would say that out of all the people in the world, other than my parents and grandparents, you have probably known me longest. Wow. Oh, that's very cool. That is cool. So there's, yeah. Life so, history. I mean, I've known you since I was eight years old, Dang. which is a long way back. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, you've seen me grow up. So I think that, well, if you can call it growing up, I think that <laughs> justifies a sibling relationship. That goes yeah. for both of you, I think. We're just punk yeah. kids, you know. The never growing up mm-hmm. part. The most just having fun. Yep. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> well, you know, there, there's some there's some funny, yeah, funny stories and times, you know, of uh, being punk kids. I, I like, be, you know, called punk. Not We weren't really punk kids, but we'll call it that. Yeah, you know parents would get together, do whatever they were doing. And I had an old Indiana Jones hat that yep. one of the dogs tore up and had holes all over it. And so that hat <laughs> saw, I mean, you know, it's little things like that. There were good, good times. Let's put it that way. Hmm. So we yep. all keep in touch now. It's great, isn't it? Yep. But you're out in uh, Wisconsin now. Land of the cheese heads. Which, uh, you know, you're from Colorado, lived in Colorado, left all of us, betrayed us all and moved to the cheese. Well, cheese, I don't know. I, I would betray people for cheese. He loves cheese. Personally. Mm-hmm. So I understand that. Mm-hmm. You know, and there's a thing here. Are you familiar with cheese curds? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. He's a cheese. See, I wasn't familiar with them. And when I got here, everyone was like, cheese curds, cheese curds. And I had no idea what they were talking about. And it really is just little lumps of cheese. Yeah. Pretty delicious. Mm-hmm. And they're delicious. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's now, let me ask you this though. Cause I have not, I think I've only had cheese curds once, so I can't even remember what they taste like, but would you, what, what would you say is better? Like cheese curds or aged fine pick, pick your choice of whatever cheese you like the most. Mm. That is going to depend on the mood that you're in because mm. cheese curds I would say are more of the treat for the masses. Ah. They are usually deep fried oh. and therefore quite greasy. Okay. And okay. the best way to eat them is if they're squeaky. All right. Oh. If they don't squeak, they're not good. But Wait, how do you um, fry cheese? Do you roll it in There's batter? definitely a moment hmm. for the fine aged cheddar. So if you're looking, yeah, for the, for the fine cheese sewer. <laughs> I just made that one up. Uh, yeah. So that, you know, cheese curds are kind of like your guilty pleasure, Mm. you know, like, like sometimes it's nice to just get a two pound block of cheddar and melt it on a tortilla and just eat it. Right. Uh, And then there's another time to say, I'm going to have a a piece of this finely aged cheese that's been aging for the past, you know, 30 years or whatever. And, uh, you know, you, you sample it. It's a flavor. You don't want to eat it all. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. It's kind of the difference between, you know, a beer and a wine. Oh. You've got your cheese curds and your aged cheddar. Ghirardelli and nuanced chocolate. Mm. Exactly. Mm, yes. And Ghirardelli is nice for, for, you know, for most people who have never had anything but Hershey's Ghirardelli is like that's a fine mm-hmm. wine, but mm-hmm. oh, that's fantastic. Oh, well, I'm so glad we talked about cheese. I didn't not expect that at all, but you know, when, I, when it comes to cheese, <sighs> you're just a happy man you know i rate movies based you on like cheese. cheese you know if i'm like that had that was cheesy right but i'll say that was Velveeta cheesy meaning that was a bad cheesy movie Ooh. like yeah yeah terrible <laughs> but if i'm like actually it was more of a cheddar or a smoked gouda cheese that means you know it had its moments of humor but it was it was classic More refined it was refined sure. cheese yeah mm-hmm. so i like to rate now, movies what's your based on top that. What's your top level? That's the best movie in the world. Star Wars level cheese ranking. Well, so that's different because that wouldn't be cheese except Jar Jar. I'm t- well, that's, oh, that's, that's a Velveeta. Mm. Um, I'm talking about like real cheesy movies. So like, for example, we saw triple X, the return of Xander cage. Sure. And that was, we talked about that here on the show where I was talking about how they, they, they knew they were cheesy and they embraced it and they made fun of themselves. I would consider that to be, a good cheddar, even, even a smoked Gouda, you know, Kingsman, the first Kingsman movie was cheesy and it was sort of like that too. And then you've Mm -hmm. got your really bad, corny, cheesy comedies and you're going, Oh, that was, (laughs) they missed the mark. Hmm. You know what I mean? It's like eating nachos with cheddar versus Velveeta. Just, uh, it's not even a comparison. 
Ooh. I get you. Yeah. Okay, or, or like, so you're- yeah, we were at the CSU basketball game and people bringing back those, uh, those nachos with that cheese like substance it's orange oh, like the dunk stuff it doesn't mm. even smell good no but my, it my like heat. yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah my nostrils have a more refined sense of smell you too so weird <laughs> I, just, I hear you <laughs> thank you i'm so glad to see ah geez can, can we just get into the food stuff while we're at it because yeah, i'm actually i haven't eaten yet and i'm getting hungry mm-hmm. uh, absolutely okay so Sarah made a, a, uh, what is it? Shrimp, avocado, lettuce wrap sort of thing, mm-hmm. but you seasoned the shrimp big time. Mm-hmm. It was kind of a chipotle okay. seasoning. What type of seasoning? Yeah. Chipotle and some pepper and some lemon, obviously, and garlic. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Oh man. Not spicy, but the flavor literally bursting in your mouth. Mm-hmm. And I, mm. of course I sauteed them in butter. Okay. Grass oh, yeah. That might make me want to try some. Oh, they're so good. Mm-hmm. I, you know, it's Sarah's always like, now slow down and enjoy it. I'm like, I can't. They're so good. I can't stop eating them. <laughs> <sighs> that was my lunch today. Mm-hmm. Dang it. Mm. It was beautiful. I Wow. Glorious. That's all I got to say. Yep. And then there's going to be. Some- I had peanut butter and jelly. No. Not going to lie. Well, was it good though? Raspberry jelly. Excellent. But oh. you don't eat the crappy jelly. You eat the real stuff, right? Oh, yeah. Okay. So you made this or did you get it from like a natural food sourcer? It's an organic jelly. Yeah. And I got it from a local store. Nice. Made by someone here in Wisconsin. Mm -hmm. I don't know who. Raspberries and honey or sugar? There was a little sugar. Okay. That's all right. Mm. Real sugar. (laughs) No high fructose corn syrup. Yeah. See, we could go for the, uh, these recipes go to 11. Mm -hmm. How about that? Mm -hmm. Out of 10. Okay. Yeah. I like sure. that. Okay. And uh, you, you had some food you wanted to talk about? Oh, I was just going to talk about the upcoming um, brisket. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm kind of excited about this. I think I'm going to be cooking it later. It's going to be like a crock pot thing where it's seasoned and like cooks all day. And mm-hmm. I think you're going to love it. <laughs> That's mysterious. You're going to love it. I'm like, well, I'm, I'm going to try it. Uh, right. You, then you have to report back later. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, you're always coming up with these really good recipes, which makes sense. Mm-hmm. And I appreciate that. I like cooking. It's really enjoyable. And when you appreciate what I cook, it's even better. See, okay. I, I wanted to say this, that we were in Boulder over the weekend mm-hmm. to do a couple of things. And of course, after we had already gotten our fo- our food, I then saw the pizza rev that CJ Thunder was telling me all about. He's like, you got to go to pizza rev. It's amazing. And I was like, here I am looking at pizza rev with food in my hand. Yeah, we already bought our food. So we're going to go back now that I know that there's one there. I didn't know that. And then also I was told by Sasha. Mm-hmm. Thanks for listening, by the way, about a, uh, a actually I need to look it up, but it's a, a tea. I think it's a tea kind of house, but it's called Pico Sip House in Boulder. Oh, very cool. And a friend of hers from her hometown owns it. So we got to check it out. There's a lot of good tea in Boulder. We've, we've had that before. Yeah. And I'm not quite sure if it's just tea or not, but it's just called Pico Sip House. So next time. Yay. Oh, and then, oh, and then, and then, oh, mm-hmm. there's this uh, Scarlet Synapse. You might like this one too. It is a oatmeal cream pie, but it's vegan. Mm-hmm. That sounds delicious. And I think I actually like it better than a real oatmeal cream pie that's made out of whatever. Of course, I don't think the real oatmeal cream pie is made out of milk anyway. It's probably made out of like Crisco or something. But, you know, the, oh, my gosh. I, all I got to say is holy cream pie, Batman. You're like pick the softest one and the softest. That sounds cream. really, really delicious. Oh, it's like melting in here. I mean, it's so good for you. So <laughs> good vegan. for you. It's vegan. It's fantastic Just, for you. Just, you know, sugar rush. Yeah. Oh. There's a little fiber in there. It's like eating your oatmeal in the morning. <laughs> this is practically a health food, okay? It's so good. <laughs> oh yes I actually go for the gluten free fudgy brownies with farm fresh strawberries and coconut whipped cream that was my favorite dessert last week who doesn't like this stuff I mean come on so Kim what do you uh, what do you make for fun you know like Sarah's fudgy brownie mm, strawberries I make delicious maple cookies because I'm not using any processed sugar these days except for what I had in my jelly and we have been using maple syrup to make sugar cookies, but with maple syrup and you know, they're delicious. That actually mm, sounds better. The than, flavor actually sounds de- delightful. Yeah, It is. And I'm going to make a recipe that I found for some maple scones this weekend. Oh, that's very excited for that. Mm-hmm. I know you like scones. Oh yeah. 
you might have to send us the recipe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I will yeah. test it and send it if it's good. You know, I'll tell you what, the natural sugars make more sense to me though, because I, I notice that when I have honey, for example, I never have a sugar rush. Mm-hmm. Same with maple syrup. Probably. Yeah, it well, is interesting. Well, and the, it tastes just as good to and me. And the fudgy actually, brownies better. just had a little maple syrup. That was all the, there was no sugar in those either. Yeah. I mean, just almond flour and mm-hmm. I don't have that cool, crash. Cool. So good. Speaking of sending us stuff like recipes and all, I want to thank a local listener. Mm-hmm. This is incredible. I know what a good. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to call her out. Renee heard our conversation about the Guinness and Gouda bread that I love so much that comes out this time of year in March, you know, uh, well, October and March only on Thursdays, only on Thursdays, which, oh my gosh, it's just giant. I, I, let me explain it again. Just for those of you who are hungry right now, it's this giant loaf of bread with, you know, with Guinness beer or Porter beer, depending on what they're doing baked into it. And then they have these giant massive chunks of smoked Gouda throughout the bread. Anyway, uh, I come home and there's this, well, you came home actually. And there's this loaf of bread on the porch. I know from a friend of ours who actually had heard our episode. I know she was, <laughs> was so like, wow. sweet because she went there on the Thursday and I had tried to go there that day and get some and they were all sold out. So I get home. I'm like, oh, look, there's one on our porch. That was so awesome. So thank you. Thanks, Renee. Appreciate that. That is so nice. I know. That How nice really to have cool. friends in your town that will stop and buy Gouda bread. I think this was one of the first times that's ever happened to us. Yeah. It was remarkable. It was. And I, I thought you were going to stop and saying how, how nice is it to have friends? Oh, well, oh. That, that too. But you well, have that's friends. Why that's why we're here today. Yeah. Actually. <laughs> now, I, really quick, I got to get out, this out of the way. The one thing that is not my friend is the wind. Mm. Okay. Mm. You've said that. We've okay. had hurricane force winds for the past few days. Mm-hmm. Again, it's Colorado. We get them, you know, and what did they, they said it was blowing over semis on I-25. And so they closed the, the interstate. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. <sighs> and they canceled flights. My boss was supposed to fly home from Canada and they canceled his flight. So, you oh, know, man, if I had Gollum right now, I'd be screaming, curse you. We hate you. Mm-hmm. you Wind would. is not our precious. However, <sighs> it's spring. We have to just move on. Think of happy things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you I know, understand. it has been super windy here today. Yeah. And that's something that we haven't really experienced very much. And I was surprised. And then I reminded myself that it is March. And apparently Colorado is not alone in experiencing gale force winds. That's yeah. good to know. That's nice. Because I was thinking about moving. Don't move here. No. Okay. Won't okay. help. Sorry. Well, and if you move to Florida, then it's like, you know, in August, September and so on, you get hurricanes. So you still have wind. So where do you, where can you get away from the wind? Now I know you can't get away from breezes and all that, but where can you get away from gale force winds on a consistent basis? Maybe if you became a hermit and lived in a cave. <laughs> That's a really good idea. That's a great plan. You can broadcast from deep beneath the earth. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. That's a good plan. Okay. I'll think about that. We'll get back to that. So let's share the story of the chicken because there is uh, something that most people do not understand and know about, and that is the freaking chicken. And I need and I, the freaking chicken will enhance your life. It, oh, it'll change your life so much. I mean, I need to indoctrinate people here about this because the freaking chicken. All right. This guy's been around for a long time. So first of all, this actually goes back to I think it was my aunt who would, you know, if you you know how people kind of daydream or stare off into the distance and she'd walk up and she'd snap, you know, and she'd be like, you're a chicken. Just to bring you back to reality. Yeah. Okay. Random stuff like that. So I used to do that too. And then eventually we were joking about chickens and freaking chickens and everything else. And all of a sudden, uh, and this is why I'm sharing it because Kim, this was your Christmas present to me one year, a long, long time ago <laughs> was, yes, it was this chicken. And uh, it, I mean, it's a stuffed chicken, kind of like a stuffed chicken or a formed chicken or something out of like that molded styrofoam or whatever, but it has real chicken feathers on it. So it actually looks like a real chicken. (laughs) I still have that chicken. He is uh, in the closet, which, uh, well, not in the closet, but I have this shelf on the closet that kind of opens up into the studio and he's prominently displayed Mm -hmm. looking down and over the studio. He's watching over us. Yes. Now I can't remember. Is he actually... Is it a chicken or is it a rooster? See, that's the funny part. It's an actually a rooster. Okay. But okay. that's why we call him the freaking chicken is because I was like, well, that's a rooster. I'm like, no. Oh, no. Mm-mm. That's the freaking chicken. El Pollo the Diablo. Chicken. Didn't you used to hang All him I on remember. The, the fan? I'm sorry. Sorry. Didn't you, didn't you used to hang him on the fan? Oh, yeah. So he has these little clips on the bottom of his feet. 
And yeah, you clip them onto the fan and turn the fan on and he flies around upside down. And, and the way that it looks is this feather. We need to take a video of this. How about that? I'm going to take a picture and I'm going to put a, and a video and we're going to take a picture of the freaking chicken and him flying around in the fan and see it is cheap, ridiculous, simple things in life humor. It is wonderful entertainment. Oh, it really is. I mean, you could just sit there and stare at the chicken all day long. So thanks. Mm-hmm. Thanks for that present so many years ago. Yeah. Oh, now, you know, I had no idea the staying power, but. <laughs> I am glad to know it has gotten you through many, many years. Is there a Spanish word for fricking? We probably don't want to translate it though. Uh, well, I'm like El Pollo fricking, but I just call him El Pollo Diablo because I can't think of anything else. Mm, okay. I think that works. Yeah, that's cool. All right. Now, in, in explaining the title too, while we're at it. Title of the episode today? Yeah, because this is important. Viscerally Vicious Vegetation. So there was what some, is that in reference to? Well, so there's the, well, first of all, you, you know, alliteration, you and I both like alliteration. I love alliteration. So I had to put that one in there for there. Not assonance though. Okay. Oh, nope. kiss my assonance. Um, oh, I, we were, uh, so actually miss, miss ice knows about this one too. Back in June, we were riding on this trolley, mm-hmm. you know, this little tour area, tour, tour area thingy. Mm-hmm. And, uh, the dude that was, you know, conducting, it was this old, you know, more about the trolley than I do. It was a very, Back, back in the day, they like dress up like they used to be. But it's a restored real, yeah. oh, you know, yeah. trolley car, street car, whatever you call like it. Like the 1920s. Yeah, it was pretty cool. And this guy's on there and he's talking about keep your hands in because you might get, you know, chewed up by this viscerally vicious vegetation. And I went, oh, that's a show title right there. <laughs> Holy cow. <laughs> Who says that? <laughs> I don't think he realized what he did. He didn't want the passing by trees to like whip off your arm or anything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What types of vegetation were there? Viscerally like- vicious. I think there were just trees growing in the median because this yeah. trolley goes down the median of a road and I think there were just trees there and he thought it would... Bramblewood? I don't know. Wow. I, I really don't know. The trolley I mean, goes all of like eight miles an hour, I think. Kim, you need your oh husband my. on to talk about the uh, horticultural uh, you know, vegetation that we need to learn about that could actually destroy us if we hang our hands out. Right. Like stinging nettles or something crazy like that. Oh. Okay. See, I don't know any of those. I know rose bushes will eat you up, but that's like yeah, briar patches. Mm-hmm. Sure. That's not, yeah, I don't, I, yeah, that's about all. That's the extent of my knowledge. Mm-hmm. We should go well, on. I'm sure he could provide you with many different ideas. <laughs> Next week on the real Brian show, <laughs> Jonathan will be joining us to talk all about the viscerally vicious vegetation types out there. Part two. <laughs> and how you can protect your own garden from intruders. Oh, that's Ooh. a great idea. <laughs> That's pretty good stuff. <laughs> well, there's your alliteration for us. So there you go. Well, hey. thank you. That that was really great. I'm glad you kept on thinking about this for so many months. Oh, it's been, well, I write these things down when I come up with ideas and I just throw you know, what the heck we're going to have fun. <laughs> but anyway, all right. So uh, let's, let's talk about some music now, Kim, you've got some music that you are, you know, well, I was, I was cooking dinner in the kitchen and I was listening to Spotify, just a random I don't even know what it was. I think it was like evening commute home from work mix, whatever they had. And this cover came on. And I was remembering a couple Fridays ago, the two of you were discussing covers and how it is silly to make a cover unless you can do it differently. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily yeah. better, but differently. Mm-hmm. Well, this was not different. It was basically the same but it was kind of cool at the same time. I feel like if maybe I liked the song better to begin with, it would have been cool. The song was torn. It was the James TW cover of it. It was from 2015. You're talking about Natalie and Brulia's torn from the nineties. Okay. Yep. Hmm. And it, uh, it was all right, but I am just saying, if you're going to do a cover, I agree with both of you do it differently. You know, okay, I'm thinking of this song, Natalie and Brulia Torn, because, you know, I like, I liked that song when it came out, you know, it was cool, mm-hmm. but it had a kind of a haunting aspect to it. You know, I think she sang it well in a way that was, here are the words, but here's also the passion and the emotion behind it as well, which I thought was right. well done. Um, right. I figure if you're going to do a cover of Torn, you know, you got to go Weird Al Yankovic style and just like do it in an opera or something insane or, you know, just mockery of it. Because I, I don't yeah. think you could really take her passion and her emotion and probably her experience, assuming she was an actual songwriter, which I'm not sure. I think she was. Anyway, huh. um, you probably couldn't replicate that very well. 
No, it hmm. was. It it lacked a certain something. I'm not sure what. Heart, probably. Heart. Guile. It was. Yeah. Anyway, there you go. Thought about you guys. Interesting. No, well, I appreciate that. And I've, I've found some interesting covers recently and, and I'm always, always trying to look for new music because let's face it. Uh, I, I just need new music. I'm just one of those people, but I'm always trying to find some good stuff and I'm just having, I'm having a hard time finding a lot of really good new music. I'm finding a mm-hmm. lot of music that's new that isn't necessarily different or good. It's just the same thing. And I'm going, okay, you guys like it's the same exact chord progression, the same exact key. It's even the same instrument. You know, you're just doing the same thing as this artist or this band or whatever. Boring. You need boring. something new. Come on, people get creative. And then once in a while I'll get those, you know, those gems and you're going, Whoa, but you know, that's why we follow your Spotify list. You find these things for us. Well, I appreciate that. That's that's the goal anyway. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to find some new we stuff. We appreciate that too. If you don't follow my Spotify list, I mean, you're not even living. <laughs> so <laughs> you, you may follow. Anybody it. may follow it. It's, yeah, it's come there. on. And you can go in and say, dude, the real Brian, this song sucks. Sure. I can't believe that you would ever put that song on your list. I mean, that is offensive. Then I'd be like, all right, cool. I appreciate it. Here's the thing though. The Shadows 514 mix is usually what I'm currently listening to, and it's also an experimentation ground. So I pull in music that might sort of capture my interest. I'll throw it in there. Sometimes it's instant, right? And then there's other times where I'm like, well, let me get into it a little bit, see if I like it or not, and it either makes the cut or it doesn't. And then I have what I call the Shadows 514 mix full, which is uh, uh, something I'm actually going to refine a little bit. But that's the songs that make it. That's the songs that stand the test of time, per se. Oh, really? And that's where I can go and listen to them for a while. You know, sometimes I get tired of them because I'm one of new stuff, but mm. yeah, some of them don't make the cut in, in the 514 mix. They end up in the pile on the ground. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, mm. you know, not everybody can, you know, write a winner. They try. That's true. It's good. Under mm. pressure, especially don't record labels make you write so many songs a year or something. I'm finding a oh, lot is of that music. How it works? Yeah. Although I'm finding a lot of music that I actually don't think is like, you know, signed by record labels. I think a lot of these guys are more indie or mm-hmm. I'm not really sure. I, I'm, I mean, I'm discovering all these artists that, you know, are not in the top 40 or 50 or a hundred for that matter. Hmm. Um, they're cool because they are a style that you like. Kind of. Yeah. And it kind of depends, you know, it depends on my mood. Sure. You know, if I'm, if I'm trying to work, then I want music that's not too different. So like if it has kind of a, a repetitive drone, then it's easier to focus on your work. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, but, you know, if I'm out driving or something like that, I want something interesting and exciting and mm-hmm. maybe right. more upbeat. If it's nighttime, maybe calmer. You know, who knows? If it's raining, I got to have my rain music. You definitely If have it's sunny, music. I got to have my sunny music. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yep. I'm not the only one here, am I? I don't think so. Oh. Okay. Mm-mm. All right. See, music isn't that amazing how music actually provides either a reflection uh, of an emotion that we have or a life experience. I was thinking about this. You know, we talked about this earlier. Why do people get stuck in certain generations of music? Oh, yes. And uh, somebody, wait, did we talk about this or did somebody else actually bring this up about the idea of. Um, that was me. That was you. You that brought was it. me. Okay. I texted you guys and I said, the reason people get stuck is because that is when they first fall in love. Yes. That was a very interesting perspective. I liked that. Mm-hmm. And I mm-hmm. thought in, you know, and even to expand that, music that was during a really good time, which we kind of talked about, but yeah, mm-hmm. I was, I, for some reason I've been fascinated by that lately because I, you know, I pay attention to it. So now all of a sudden I'm like, Oh yeah, people are still listening to the nineties music or the two thousands or whatever the heck they listen to, you know? Um, and yep. I'm like, man, why are they getting stuck there still? I'm trying to figure this out. It's just, I don't know. It's one of those little nerd nerd out things I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> it's fun. Just got to pay close attention and do some quick math. Yeah. Hold on. Uh, we, we forgot to do this because, Oh my gosh. Do you know what today is? Thank God it's Thank God Hopefully I don't get sued for playing this But I gotta tell you I just It's Friday I gotta celebrate And you know Why not Have a little fun You know Last Friday It was sunny at my house For once And I was dancing In my living room To that song (laughs) It's a good one That is cheddar cheese Oh, good cheese. Yeah. Okay. It's not Velveeta. It's cheesy though. <laughs> That's a cheesy song, but it's at least it up sure in the is. cheddar category. All right. Yeah, I concur. 
give it to you. <laughs> I'm glad you were dancing though. I, you know, I try to uh, make sure that people can enjoy the Friday and get off into the weekend and start it right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Are you going to go see any movies? Who me? Mm-hmm. Uh, Logan. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'll have to report on that. Okay. Next week. It's a guy movie, right? Well, I know quite a few women who have gone to see the movie, so it depends on, is it a Sarah movie? Probably not. The answer is probably not. Okay. Now, um, have you seen any of the X-Men, Kim? I have not. It None of them? No. All right. So, uh, I'll, well, I'll just talk to myself here for a minute then. Uh, no, I'm kidding, actually. But X-Men movies, for those of you who are like, what's Logan? It's the next Wolverine movie. So, what is this now? Number three, I think. Of wow. the Wolverine movies, um, but it's a progression of the X-Men movies. It's when he's older and, you know, of course, he's the longest or one of the longest living mutants just because of his, you know, regenerative properties that his body can continue to regenerate and heal and everything else, which is amazing. That's cool. So uh, mm-hmm. I've heard it's a really good movie, though. In fact, the previous the first teaser, I was not too excited. It seemed very depressing. They had like a I think it was a Johnny Cash song that was really depressing and I'm going, I don't know. I don't know. It really actually put a sour taste in my mouth. Hmm. And then I saw the second trailer that they brought out and I went, Oh, actually this, this looks completely different than what I expected. So, so after you see hmm. it, you'll have to determine whether or not the first one or the second one was more accurate. Yeah. And it's gotten very, very high ratings. Hmm. And for a one-off X-Men movie, that's saying something because hmm. the other Wolverine movies have not been rated so well. I didn't mind them, but you know, they weren't fantastic. And uh, the latest X-Men movie that came out, was it last year? I think was kind of, it, it took the, you know, Oh, there's a world threat. The entire world's at stake again. And somebody's going to wipe out the entire earth's population. And, you know, as viewers, we just don't care. Hmm. There's not no personal. personal connection. Yeah. yeah. So I think this one's a lot more personal and I think it really goes into, I don't know. I've heard it's very emotional and it's very cool. And it, it it's just a nice way to um, wrap up his story. Well, you'll have to let us know how it goes. Yeah, I can't wait. Mm-hmm. Some of you are like, dude, I want to tell you about it because I've seen it. <sighs> Don't worry, we'll see it. We will. Yeah. Or you will. <laughs> um, any movies? Any, well, we were gonna, we're, we are going to go see for you coming up. Yes, thank you. Beauty and the Beast. Yeah, the new one. Mm-hmm. Ooh, you'll have to let me know how you feel about that one. I've heard it's controversial. Changing oh, really? some of the... There's just slight tweaks apparently. And I'm so curious to see how that goes. I never watched the original cartoon. I know the story <gasps> though. I know. Well, see, I didn't watch those kind of movies. It was like, oh, oh that's a romantic Disney goodness. movie. I'm not going to watch that. You know, CJ Thunder actually tried to take away my man card for watching Pitch Perfect with you. What? Yeah. He's dude. like, dude, the fact that you liked Pitch Perfect, you know, man points like revoked. And I'm like, no. <laughs> No, no, no. I said I liked it because Sarah liked it. Uh, it wasn't actually a movie I hated. Oh, it goes, okay, you can have your man points back. But I was like, dang, that I got to watch it when I watch here. I, I have a reputation <laughs> to uphold. Yeah, exactly. Happy wife, happy life, man. No, you know, and that's the that's only funny. reason I like movies like that is if we can enjoy them together. And so I'm actually <laughs> excited to go see Beauty and the Beast with you for the fact that it's also live action. Hermione's in it. That's awesome. Oh. Um. Other than that, I probably, I mean, it's not like I'd be like, hey guys, you want to go see Beauty and the Beast tonight? Let's take a mandate out. Yeah. <clears throat> we will watch out for that controversy though. Hmm. I don't, I don't know the story enough to know though. Hmm. Do we have to, You'll I don't have want to just let us know how it goes. Okay. I don't want to watch the cartoon beforehand. Hmm. If I, I have think to you hear should, that song actually. one more time though. <laughs> uh, well, I, so hmm. let me ask you this though. Is what should we be looking out for? Well, they have changed just tiny little plot tweaks to make it a little bit more appropriate for our current culture. Oh, I see what you're saying. So is Emma and, Watson the beast? Oh, and, that would be interesting. And then the it? beast is actually beauty. Hmm. No, um, but uh. they have, I've heard this. I have seen a lot of places saying that they took away the fact her father in the animated movie is the inventor. And now in the live action movie, she is the inventor, which is actually pretty cool. Yeah, that is cool. So there's, you know, small tweaks like that. So I'm just curious to see how they work overall. Okay. Interesting. We will do a review. Don't you worry. We'll see what happens. (laughs) Yeah. You know me though. If they, uh, I I like tweaks to, for example, like that, the fact that she's the inventor, that's cool. 
when they start throwing in, well, you know my, you know my story on this one. They start throwing in political agendas at the expense of story. I have a problem as long if the story's good, I'm okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll hope for the best and and we'll enjoy it one way or the other. Mm-hmm. Yep. Besides, there's you know reclined seats, so how can you go wrong? And Hermione. I know. I know. Here's my question. I've not seen her. I know she's been in a couple of movies since, but I've not seen her in anything but Harry Potter. So I would like to know, can she act other than Hermione? And Mm. I simply just don't know because I've never seen her in anything else. But in the preview, I was kind of like, she seemed like Hermione. So I'm like, okay, because I'm always curious, you know, when somebody gets typecast, can they ever act differently? Or do they kind of- Well, and that's how she grew up. Exactly. That's how she's Hermione been was her childhood. So yeah, hmm. it'll be interesting to see. I'm very yep. curious. Oh, all right, cool. All right, so so yes, we uh we are always in the mood for trying out new games. You guys are right. Oh yeah. Okay. We like games. So there, there's a you know the awesome comic book game store here, and we went looking for some new games and we we're trying out some stuff. So get this. So first of all, we're fans of the Flux game with two X's. Okay. You ever played Flux? Mm-hmm. No. Oh, Seen so it, fun. haven't played it. So it's one of those, it's a, it's a simple card game, but basically, you know, the cards tell you what to do. So whatever okay. strategy you think you can get, some card's going to change it and ruin your strategy and, you know, the entire game's going to change and that's why it's called Flux. The game literally oh. is truly always in Flux until the game ends. It's really fun. It sounds frustrating. Oh, it's so much fun. No, trust me. It's, it's really well done, but there's a regular okay. flux that just has some fun stuff. We have the Martian flux, which is, Martians. you know, yeah, Martians and humans and everything. Uh, it's a lot of fun. So like you have keepers and creepers and but you're actually playing the role of the aliens in Martian, Martian flux. So the humans are actually bad, mm-hmm. which is awesome. And then the regular show flux, which is awesome. If you've never seen the regular show, it's a little show. 11 minute cartoons oh my gosh. that are kid friendly but definitely more for adults and oh, it's so funny they're so odd oh they're i mean they're for <laughs> nerds like that is such a great show i got to meet some of the voiceover or voice actors and then the one we found at the comic book store we got to try out because they you can just go play games while you drink coffee mm-hmm. you know they have like a whole wall of games that uh, sounds like and fun. they're good games they're not like your leftovers that somebody donated like these are oh. games they sell and they have firefly flux you love that oh you know, I've only watched a couple episodes of Firefly. I've never been into it like you have. Yeah. So I don't know all how funny it is, but you see the cards like, oh my gosh, that's hilarious. Yeah, it was so cool. I'm like, look, it's Vera. It's Jane's gun, Vera. And then later it actually talks about Vera the gun. And I'm like, yes. Mm-hmm. <sighs> anyway, so that's a fun one. I've noticed this though. The regular show Flux is actually super simplified and Firefly is a little more complicated. So it's probably catering to a different age audience. Mm-hmm. but we were looking at uh, there's a couple things so you know how much we love Star well I'm sorry I love Star Wars there's a Star Wars the card game and that's fun granted there are people out there that would know this better than me so I are better than I um, and you're going to be like dude Brian hello where have you been I know I'd never heard this but apparently there's a thing that's called living game and what that is is that you know it's consistently coming out with new expansions and all that and you can customize you know, your game as necessary. So if you buy new things, you don't have to necessarily play with the expansion as is. You can customize things and mix and match. That's cool. Which is, and it's like, that means the game never really ends or gets boring or, you know, it's always a different type Mm -hmm. of game every time, which is really cool. But it's essentially playing Star Wars with cards, not like Magic the Gathering sort of card games. I don't really understand this. I've never played it, but I was very curious to go check it out and I think next time we're going to, have to try that. It looks very complicated. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but fun. And then uh, Seven Wonders was recommended to us, which we've never played either. Mm-mm. It's like the ancient world. You get to pick a wonder and you have to build up resources and achieve goals. I, something to that effect. Yeah. My concern huh. is that it would be a little bit too much catering towards the C personality, you know, on the disc test. Mm, the conscientious, like... Yeah, the analytical, mm-hmm. which would be a lot of fun for somebody like that. But for me, I might not enjoy it as much. I would get it, but it would just be kind of like, meh. I don't know. So that's, but I love the fact that you can go over there, drink coffee and try all their games out before you buy them. Mm-hmm. That so is really cool. Awesome. Yeah. And there's like all these people and they have their little game tables and they have their friends and they have their little chest full of cards and they like are trading cards with each other for things. And they're playing these massive long games that are hours long and they, I don't know. It's just, it's a total community over there. It is. It's a really fun environment. I mean, I don't (laughs) fit into some of those 
groups just because I don't know what they're playing or, you know, they, again, that goes back to my type of personality where I sort of, I fit in with a lot of different groups, but not with one particular group solely. Yeah. So it's like, I really appreciate what they do over there and I really enjoyed my time there, but I don't understand to the extent of what they do, but it's a Mm -hmm. lot of fun. Spend more time. You might learn a few things. Yeah. (laughs) Did you have any more, um, special mail deliveries? Oh yes. Hold on. Hold Hold on. on. So, you know, we talked about the uh, Torchlight Society that Brian C. Rolls doing. By the way, so you just heard his interview. What did you think? This week. So if, yeah, you finally get a chance to actually hear a little bit about his artwork. And I told you that I have pretty much decorated the wall where, you know, the camera is going to be facing once I start doing video. Um, mm-hmm. Primarily with Brian C. Rolls artwork from Odyssey Art and Torchlight Society. Um, the Torchlight Society thing is a new thing you just launched. And, you know, naturally, because I'm such a nerd, I had to like you get the does some fun here the painting of the month or the artwork of the month or something yeah and it's it's really neat i'm, I'm opening it here hold on um so Ooh, exciting this is the first of the shipments of this uh this quarterly thing basically I send you the welcome pack which i talked about but um this is the march shipment which is exciting this this so it's part one of the quadriptic which is four pieces of artwork that if you put them all together that makes one giant piece of art so cool that's cool yeah but they're all separate too which is neat so the first one is supergirl and so it's the entire cast uh well not just cast but all of the characters from supergirl so you know it's got Mm. her her ship and anyway everybody in it and they're flying through space like stars streaking in behind see that's going to be all of it so next uh i think it's in may or june or whatever the next one's flash and then it's arrow and then it's legends of tomorrow so oh very yeah, so this is the first of it. I love it. And then, of course, uh, he's sending an alter ego series, which he talked about on Wednesday, which is uh, Martian Manhunter. And then, and this one I'm very excited about, he's going to be sending also every every quarter, is a piece of art that is relevant to modern stuff. Oh. So this one is hmm. from Star Wars The Force Awakens. Hmm. So this is a picture of the duel at Starkiller Base where it's, um, Kylo Ren's hand and his lightsaber and the red then, lightsaber. Yeah. And then Ray in the back Ooh. with hers, you know, with the snow coming down and getting ready to fight. It's really awesome. So that's <laughs> from the latest movie. Well, not rogue one, but you know, the 2015 star Wars. So yeah, very nice. Yay! So there you go. I get really excited about this kind of stuff. Um, it's, it's neat. <laughs> and I am definitely a nerd when it comes to this, you oh. know, we thought about decorating this place and you know, the, the studio and try to make it look nice. And then I'm like, I'm a huge fan of movie posters movie posters aren't always the nicest looking thing in the world. And especially if I'm going to be doing video, I want it to look, you know, semi-professional, but I started putting up, you know, the, the superhero artwork and stuff like that on the back. And, um, I've actually done some business videos recently and, uh, or, you know, even just communications and calls and stuff. And everyone's like, that's awesome. It is. It looks, yeah, you pulled it together really well because the artist is the same for most of them. It, It, he has a theme and a, just a, he's really great at his craft and you can tell he has excellence and yeah they all look very very nice and it's professional but not stuffy oh yeah no well and it's you exactly yeah it's fun oh, good times Yay. all right so i wanted to share something uh this week which we'll we'll kind of run down on a few things here but uh getting out this was interesting being the best me you know i talk about being the best you and that kind of thing and i i probably will talk more about this on a monday show but um, had an opportunity last week to get out for, it was a local startup week for entrepreneurs and just getting out in person, meeting people new and having fun. And it was amazing. Like at the end of the day, I was like, oh my gosh, my, my cup or tank or whatever you want to call it is filled mm-hmm. temporarily. I mean, it's not like it was like filled forever, but it was like that day I went, wow, I really, this is really the best me to get out and just interact with people face to face and in general. So it was a lot of fun. There's a lot of energy around that week too, though. Yeah. Yeah. You're around other people who are excited and passionate and mm-hmm. hard workers, visionaries, positive attitudes, you yes. know, it was really neat. So kind of good. It was a really good reminder for me to be able to say one, I got to get out more. You know, I don't think about it because with the real Brian show, you know, this is an international show, but it's like, even if I'm not able to fly to like Australia or something, you know, that I can still get out locally or regionally or whatever and just do what I can. And, uh, but it was really neat. It was really neat to interact with some people. And, and I, I talked about that, you know, I got to go to the, well, I, no, I didn't talk about this because this just happened last week too. But the same day I got to go to the chocolate factory, oh. even though I, I have uh, chatted with the guy of the local chocolate shop who will be on the show coming up here soon on a Wednesday. 
But I did get a chance to actually go to the actual factory, which is only open to media and people they trust. You're lucky you're media. <sighs> mm-hmm. oh my gosh, it was so cool. So we actually recorded audio, of course. I need to work on the video side, but we got to record the audio tour. And you came back smelling like chocolate. Oh my gosh, Ooh. big time. <laughs> I had to hang my clothes up for like a day or two to, to get, <laughs> not that it was a bad smell, but you don't want it to get. It's very strong. You know, nasty. <laughs> so awesome. Oh. And of course they gave you samples. I hear. Oh, of course. What? Of course. So just getting out and, and again, surrounding yourself with like-minded people. Uh, and in fact, I think I want to do a Monday episode on when people are saying, well, how do I stop uh, worrying? For example, something that I kind of was reminded of that day was surround yourself with things and people that cause you to not worry. Mm-hmm. So you're not focusing on worry mm-hmm. so much. You're focusing yeah. on the antidote. Yeah. Yep. And then the other stuff just kind of drifts away. So anyway, there you go. That's my excitement of the. <laughs> that was it. <laughs> just one thing. The rest of the week sucked. No, I'm kidding. No, but oh. I'm only kidding. <laughs> no, the when we actually were down in uh, in Boulder for the tour or the event that we went down there for, I'm probably the only one that doesn't know this, but nowadays devices need to be, you know, if they have a battery, they need to be run all the way down. And then when you plug them in, they need to run to a hundred percent and then you have to unplug your cord. Did you know this? So I just read about this the other day and I was shocked and I was mad because I plug my phone in at night and who knows yep. how long it charges I at a hundred percent. We all do. I mean, I do we all thing. do that. Yeah. And apparently that's your, your phone just keeps cycling the charges and it has a limited number of charges in its lifespan. And then by the time it's done with those specified number of charges, it dies. This is relatively new. Oh. I don't know how new, but I can tell you that computers especially, I mean, I don't know about personal devices, but computers, you'd plug in and it would charge your battery. And then once your battery was at 100%, it would not disconnect the battery, but it would shut off the battery and run solely on AC power only. Nowadays, and this is for everything, laptops, iPads, phones, whatever, it continually, like you just said, continually charges and cycles the battery. It never actually shuts the battery off and just runs on AC power. It just keeps cycling. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, if you're, if you're concerned about your 1200 battery cycles that you're promised and you actually need 1200 battery cycles and you're living it plugged in all the time, you're actually wasting those cycles. I just had no idea. Yeah. I mean, what a ripoff. I, I saw totally. this lady who brought her, you know, cause I, I ran to the Apple store and I overheard this conversation, this lady who brought in her one year old MacBook. And the battery was dead because she'd left it plugged in all the time. And the guy's like, well, did you ever let it run down and use the battery? She's like, well, not really. I just left it plugged in all the time. And he said, well, you've wasted your battery. And she's like, well, I didn't know that. They should tell you. And I'm like, yeah, that's, and they won't cover it. And I thought, oh, that's not cool. Mm. It's just another way to make more money. Okay. We'll get off the soapbox now. No, I need to, I need to bring something else about greed here. I'm getting tired of this. So I love Amazon, but I've got a little bit of an issue here because I ordered something And uh, they're like, you know, they're pushing prime and I'm like, no, and I had a gift card. So I wanted to use my gift card and and buy it on Amazon rather than buying it locally or whatever. And and I'm thinking, oh, you know what? Amazon, every time I've ever bought something from Amazon over the years, you buy something, it says will arrive in this many business days. And it always is delivered sooner. Always. They've always over delivered. It's always been wonderful. This time, however, um, it was supposed to have arrived today and it hasn't even shipped yet. What? <laughs> and I went, um, so I contacted them. You're at the bottom of the pile. Apparently. And they're just like, well, it's still within the range. And I'm like, I know that, but you've never actually delivered something at the end of the range. You've always over delivered. You've always been better than this. And the person would not help me, could not help me. I mean, they're just reading whatever their screens telling them. Oh my goodness. And I'm like, and they're like, well, it's still within the acceptable time. I'm like, I know that. But my point being is, is that you've never under delivered. And I think they're pushing prime. They I think they're trying to, to make up. you wait. So like to the last possible day of range that they're giving you so that you buy prime. Hmm. Have you ever had it do that before though? I mean, you said all the other ones were early. So yeah, never. I wonder if there's just a glitch. Maybe you've got the glitch. I, I don't know though. I, but see, here's the thing. It's Possibly. like, they asked me to upgrade to prime probably six or seven times in the check, checkout process. So, and I've never had that happen either. So th- I seriously think they're just trying to make more money. And I was like, don't get greedy. These companies that I love so much, 
that I admire. I'm starting to see money talk, you mm-hmm. know, Steve jobs dies. Things happen, you know, Walt yep. Disney dies and you start to hear the horror stories of Disney. Even though I love Disney, I'm starting to hear people going to Disney now and, and experiencing bad things. Oh, and the I'm going, park? it's just about money. And I'm going, Oh, and you know what? I, who was it? I was talking to somebody recently who said with a business, you do have to make money so that you can run the business that you can put food on your table. You can pay mm-hmm. your bills. You can live life. But if your business is not about something more, mm-hmm. then it's a waste of time. You need yeah. to, you need to have a reason for your business, a mission, an impact, whatever that is, but you still have to make money. Money is still essential, at least in the United States, some other countries. Yes. Some others, maybe not so much. I don't know. But if your business doesn't have a mission or a vision or an impact, then it's useless. And I'm finding these companies who started off with these visions and missions and impacts are starting to slide into the greed and I'm going, no. Well, every company has a life cycle. It's the dark side of the force. Mm-hmm. <sighs> okay. Now I'm off my soapbox. Speaking of the force. Yeah. Are you playing video games again? When have I not? Oh, well. Yeah. <laughs> Was that a question? Just kidding. Any special ones you want to tell us about today? Well, we decided to jump back into uh, Star Wars The Old Republic. It's a little bit older of a game, but um, it's a fun game. Took a break for a while. They keep coming up with new story, new content. And uh, yeah, so I decided to jump back in and see what the new story is like. I hear that um, Kim's kids have some, what what do they call them? They have lightsabers. Ooh. <laughs> is that yeah. sort of like a lightsaber? It's kind of like a lightsaber, only it is really cheap and they don't know it's called a lightsaber, even though I've called it that every time I've ever spoken to them. <laughs> so they wait. hear lightsaber and man, they are saving the light. <laughs> well, <laughs> that's great. I love that. They, so you're yeah, in they run around and they whack them. trees with them and oh. they say, get that light back. And wow. they have no idea what they're doing. And it's great. <laughs> Oh, that's wonderful. So when you do introduce them to Star Wars someday, they'll be like, I understand. Oh, yes. It's going to be wonderful. I cannot wait for my son to be about eight years old because I think that's when he's going to start watching the old ones. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Do not introduce him to Jar Jar until he's old enough to distinguish between, you know. Chalita cheese. Sure. <laughs> was it last week were you guys talking about the rolling in the fields yes <laughs> yes <laughs> that is not a scene that is necessary first of all and thank you so cheesy <gasps> velveta cheese I'm so sorry, Sarah. This is just not something I can do. I know <sighs> the dress she was wearing that we saw at the costume exhibit, though, is that was cool. Sure, beautiful, like just fantastic. Yep. Oh, Jar Jar. Okay. So I mean, no, I. Yeah, Jar Jar. Well, see, and we kind of got stopped on episode three. I think you might have been a little bit, you know, like oh, I need something different because we've been watching something else, which we'll talk about in a minute. But um, I really want to get you into episode four because again, playing Star Wars: The Republic, they have the original soundtrack you know, going on while you're mm-hmm. playing and uh, some of the episode four John Williams score came on during a scene we were doing. And oh, I was see, like, Oh, see, this just brought back good memories that, you know, you need to see that stuff. Cause I it like really is epic and glorious. You played the music for but us. But even, before. even the movie is oh, okay. that we'll get so, there. Don't worry. We'll get, there. we gotta, you know, we gotta get through the <laughs> cheese in order to get to the fine chocolates. Don't worry. It's all good. Oh, it's wow. still all so good. the food scale has evolved. Yeah, I think so. So I think that we're watching a fun show now. It's the Senior 911. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, okay. So I've never owned a dog before until we got our greyhounds. <laughs> yeah, that's his trademark. Yeah. But I didn't know how to be a dog owner. So when we first got him years ago, we watched all the Caesar Milan dog whisperer shows. And I'm like, oh, cool. I learned how to be the pack leader and, you know, their body language and energy that they respond to. And, you know, that, that, that was the basis. And then those shows, we, we watched them all. And they went away and I was so sad. Like, what am I going to watch about my dog? So now he apparently had one season on Netflix about, you know, training these dogs that are vicious and have bitten people and bitten other dogs. And he's rehabilitating them on his dog psychology center out there in California. And he's teaching the owners how to, you know, address the behavior. And a lot of times it is the owner being overly fearful or emotional and the dog just reacts aggressively out of mirroring the fear of the owner. And anyways, so that's what we're watching right now. 
That sounds really cool. Yeah, it's uh, it's a good reminder. You know, I mean, it's like I I love animals to the point where I mean, I'm no Caesar, but, you know, I I do love trying to communicate with most animals, whether they're wild or not. It's it's actually a lot of fun for me. But um, yeah, it's it's kind of good reminders. I'm like, oh, yeah, that would be why Delta's doing certain things or why she wasn't eating properly is because of what I was doing. You know, he, he talks a lot about the dog is literally a reflection of the human, mm-hmm. you know, oh. so. If there's tension in the home, if like this one, the yeah. boyfriend, and the girlfriend were fighting with each other, had to, whatever. And the dog was just super aggressive. And the guy's like, you know, he is really just mirroring the chaos in your home. Mm-hmm. So, wow. Yeah, a and you guys, these shows must be pretty effective because you guys have always had a very solid understanding of your dogs. And like, even just watching you with them, you always know what your dogs are going to do next like you've been able to anticipate everything which is crazy to me when I watch you with your dogs and it's mm. like that's how, I, that's how I learned to be a dog owner because like I said I had yeah. no prior experience well, well I mean you've done well to be completely Coffee. honest dogs are much easier to understand than people because you know they're not as quote complicated you know what I mean their nature yeah I mean they communicate they're intelligent they do their thing but you know it's still fairly basic levels of actions and you know communications and stuff like that whereas you know humans are far more complicated because of baggage and life history and Mm -hmm. you know what i mean and emotions and everything else so it's like it's it's a very different thing but it was so funny we were talking to our friends and they're like well you know we need a they're saying they they need a show to you know like we have the dog whisper kind of stuff for our dogs and like they need like a a child whisperer or something for their kids and i thought you know actually you could probably learn a lot from watching the dog whisperer not like on (laughs) you know again more intelligent and enlightened sort of, you know, whatever things. But I'm just saying like, there is that thing about how the dog reflects the human. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. that right in and of itself is probably one of the most valuable things any of us can learn in life because we project whatever we're going through, regardless of whether we know it or not onto people or dogs or animals or whatever. You wonder why animals run or get all weird or try to bite you is because you're fearful and insecure, right? And you wonder yep. why like, people get all offensive and pick fights is because you're offensive and you're, you know, insecure trying to pick a fight or dumb. You know what I mean? It's like, it's like so many things. If you look at yourself, look in the mirror first, Mm. it's amazing what other things can be solved with other people or animals and things. It's, that's what I think I've learned the most from that show. It's not just about dogs. It's about looking in the mirror at myself first. That's a great Mm -hmm. takeaway, which is hard, (laughs) but I'm doing it. Yeah. So you have to practice some of that on your kids, Kim, and let us know how that goes. Yeah. You be like, you know, I've been thinking about that for seven years now. (laughs) So, you know, but here's the thing. They talk about like separation anxiety and making sure that when you leave the house and you leave them alone, you know, the dogs, the dogs, the children and the children and the children, (laughs) you know, that they can't cry and whine. They just go back in your crate. So try that on your child, your your kids and let us know. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Anytime. I think that we call that abuse, right? (laughs) (laughs) See you later, kids. Don't cry. (laughs) See, that's what I mean by there's obviously a huge difference, but yeah, talking about the reflections and also anyway, very, very cool. Hey, speaking of uh, uh, shows and games and also kids shows, whoever plays Overwatch, there is a new character coming out called Orisa. And there's a, an origin story picture of Arisa and this person. I don't really know much about it. It's a strangely familiar picture. And I went, that looks like Baymax and Hero from Big Hero 6. Oh, really? And I put the two pictures together and I went, huh, <laughs> that is way too close. Are they the same manufacturer? Or? I don't know, but I thought that's just kind of funny. So whoever's playing Overwatch, go check that out. You'll laugh. Moving on to the next thing. Will (laughs) do. There's one more thing I wanted to talk about before we said goodbye today. And that is just how thankful I am for your show and how appreciative I have been of all of the different guests that you have had and the different experiences that they've brought to the show and their willingness to share. And it has just been so much fun for me to have something super positive to listen to. And I have just enjoyed, I have listened to every single episode from episode number one all the way back in October. I'm so sorry. And (laughs) it has just been um, so encouraging and it's just given me something to think about that is not my daily 
you know, I'm a mom, I stay home with the kids. I think about diapers and I think about dinner and not at the same time, by the way. Uh, <laughs> Ooh, this would be good tonight to eat. <laughs> oh, no, thank you. Um, but, you know, it's just, it's brain food for me and it's wonderful. Oh, I thank you. And yeah, thank you. Particularly, I was just thinking about um, your interview with Dr. Flynn last week. Oh, yeah. And he was talking about mind over matter and how a lot of the time when you are um, overcoming pain, there's just... You need to train yourself to accept the fact that there's going to be pain, but that the pain is doing something for you. It's sending a message to your brain or it is um, just helping you understand how your body is healing. And I was just thinking about how true that was like in my labor experiences. Like the first time I had no idea what to expect and I heard this other girl giving birth and I was like right then and there, give me the epidural, I was done. The second time around I knew what I was in for and I was able to just um, accept the pain. And yeah, it was uncomfortable, but I was able to have a totally natural delivery with my son because it was the, you know, it wasn't the easiest thing in the world, but I knew how my body was working and I understood why the pain was there. Hmm. Um, and it was just really cool. And I have seen that in a lot of different applications. Also, like we have moved across the country and we have no one here. Hmm. And it has been a time of, growth for us and a time of pain in one sense or another, but it has also been a time for us to just say, okay, why are we feeling so uncomfortable here? And what is it that we had back in Colorado that we're really missing here? And it has been a way for us to kind of explore what is important in our lives as our family or individuals. And we've been able to look at, you know, kind of what what we need here now and how um, we're going to be able to heal ourselves after this huge change. And so, you know, we've been missing our friends so much. So we've been intentionally looking for friends and we were missing our um, involvement at our local YMCA. And so now we're involved at this one and it's just been a lot of fun to do that. And it has just been a matter of putting our mind over matter and kind of picking ourselves up by the bootstraps and doing what we needed to do and listening to what our hearts were saying when we were like, what's going on? Yeah. It's cool. That's you a great application. Not only just physical pain from an injury, but like you said, the emotional pain or this, you know, mental yep. pain of leaving all your friends and family and moving across the country. And, but, yep. but you know what, you know, you're moving there for a really good purpose. And so you are looking now for what's good and to re energize your life with what nourishes you. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. It's a lot of fun. So anyway, your show has been really influential in that move as well, because wow. you started like right around the same time as we moved and yeah. it was great to have a voice from home. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. <laughs> Yay. So well, thank you. Th no, thanks for sharing that. I appreciate it. That's the goal of the show really is to be yeah. a, an encouragement, just brighten people's day and give them something to think about. Yeah. You know, it's so, it, yeah, that's, and I appreciate you sharing that because I, I do get a lot of people saying, what's your show about? And I have the hardest time trying to tell them what the show's about because I, I'm not good at elevator pitches as it is anyway, but right. trying to figure out how do you explain what you just shared right there? Because a lot of times it's, you know, it's a very specific meaning to people. I mean, yep. I've heard stories just like yours from a lot of listeners now who have shared, you know, here's what it meant to me. And it's a very different story. And and I'm mm -hmm. like, how do you explain that in an elevator pitch? You know, but it's neat to hear that though, because uh, that is the goal of the show is mm -hmm. to mm -hmm. to get exactly what you know you experienced. Yay. I'm glad. <laughs> I'm glad too. So thank you so so much. It was nice to talk to you today. Yeah. Yeah, and thank you so much for letting me come and chat with you guys. Oh, it's it cool. Kind of fun. <laughs> well, we've been trying to get you on for a while, so I'm glad this ended up working out too. So yay! Yeah. Yay! Boom. It was great to talk to you guys. Yeah, likewise. And I'll tell you what, what's coming up here uh, next week. Ooh, this is interesting. I, I was in one of those zones where I'm like, I have to record this episode. And I did this a couple, a couple weeks ago, which is coming out Monday. But it was one of those episodes that, you know what I mean? Like you're just in that moment. And you're like, I got to share this. Um, mm -hmm. But I'm titling it Confidence or Fear. Mm -hmm. And I go into a lot more about it, you know, as far as, um, well, you know, it, it kind of goes in tandem with some of the episodes I've already done on Mondays, you know, so I talked about abundant versus poverty mindset. I've got your back, that kind of thing. 
Um, but very interesting. Um, and this, this one comes back. It's funny. Speaking of overwatch, this is actually, this was inspired. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. By a video game. Of course it was. Yeah. <laughs> it was, it was inspired by overwatch. I was having a moment in, uh, in the game that I had a learning moment. It was really, really cool. So I'm sh- I share that because I know each of us, no matter what, no matter where we're at in life, we could totally resonate to this. So check out Monday's episode. Oh, I will. I'm excited to listen. (laughs) It's going to be fun. All right. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us here on the real Brian show. Really appreciate it. Fun as always. I love Fridays. We have so much fun here. Another superhero Friday done wrapped up, ready to celebrate the weekend. Make sure you have an amazing weekend. Join us again here Monday for our conversation on uh, confidence or fear. Ooh, but amazing. Have a great day. I'm The Real Brian. Set it off. The Real Brian Show is a production of 514 Media at 514mediaempire.com.